Bart Simpson. Now that I am a huge star, Bart. Uh, now that we're all huge stars, the Simpsons are getting their own series. That's right. America's funniest new family is getting their own show. And television will never be the same. Eat my short. Why, you little... The Simpsons remain Sunday, January 14th on Fox. But that means that there was a, a, a commercial where Bart says we'll be back in a month because on January 14th, 1990, we got the, for the second episode of The Simpsons, season one, with Bart the Genius. So, Rachel, are you ready to, to keep going to get into Bart the Genius? We can do that. So, I think the next few, welcome back, I think the next few episodes, we're not going to have nearly as much to dive into. Sadly, um, as, it's kind of as, disappointing. As, as we talk about, if the name of the game here is Shelf Life, and the Simpsons Christmas episode might have it, but these next few episodes do not. Yeah, they kind of just These sell. are <laughs> not good. January 14th, 1990, Bart the Genius, written by John V, directed by David Silverman again. John Vitti is someone that will go on to write different Simpsons episodes. Mm -hmm. um, and then he will write some things in Hollywood that um, is pretty well known. And I think I can... So David Silverman as a director has done pretty much The Simpsons and, and he's been their most prolific director. Um, John Vitti did writings in the 80s. Um, he wrote... The Elvin and the Chipmunks movies. Mm. He wrote Ice Age. Mm. He wrote some episodes of The Office. He wrote mm. for The Critic. He wrote for King of the Hill. So some good and some bad from him. Sure. Um, some uh, mediocre. For John Vitti. But he's written some good episodes of The Simpsons. This is probably not one of them. It's it, fine. It has its moments. It's fine. It's, it's just not... kind of blah. It's very boring. <laughs> it's it's so slow. So before we before the plot happens though, it's the first opening credits of The Simpsons, and a couple of notes on this. So Graining wanted an, wanted a whole orchestra to be on the show the entire time because he thought it gave more emotion to the show, which it does. And up the entire Golden Age Simpsons uses an orchestra mm -hmm. for their score, which is um, beautiful. <laughs> Which is good, because I, I don't think a lot of television shows did that. I think it was a guy at a piano pressing buttons. And... <laughs> but, <laughs> stay, stay tuned, by the way. But um, the, the, the other thing about it was that you've also got, for the first time, the Danny Elfman theme of The Simpsons. So they apparently gave Fox or whoever gave Danny Elfman a bunch of snippets of, like, thoughts for what to do um and it being the simpsons and it being danny Elf you're not you don't tell danny elfman this is what the theme's gonna be sure. like danny elfman uh for those of you who don't know danny elfman is one of the best film composers ever mm. um he's done batman he does all the tim burton stuff batman beetlejuice he did the spider the sam raimi spider-mans he's done a bunch of different scores and they're it's all very kooky scores sure yeah, yeah, yeah don't you think it's a lot of syncopation apparently danny elfman was like i'm just gonna make my own 
And he came up with the theme and Graining liked it because it had a syncopation that really couldn't be duplicated. He thinks yeah. that like do 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 is very hard to I don't even know what time the Simpsons score is in. I it's impossible to figure out what the beat is. And and I think that's the part of the beauty of it. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a little wacky kind of uh I think it it's a good representation of the family though. Yeah, absolutely. And the world that you're about to get in. Yeah. Um and and it, it introduces you to the world. You got the, the the clouds parting, the Simpsons. It's not quite right. No, uh, not yet. It's a little <laughs> jarring, actually, because it's not quite the font that you want it to be. Yep. With the, with and the clouds are too real, which apparently was done a little intentionally because you're supposed to be entering the world. Uh, the you're entering from world, the from the real world to the animated which world. They, they realize you don't need that. No. And like a cloud is is covering the ONS yep. in Simpsons, so they're the Simps. It's like that. That's such a heady, stupid joke. But then you get this long opening sequence. I actually like the opening sequence. It's I never much longer than it used it. to be. They actually what do you mean? they took out a couple things in um oh, in later on in, in the, future like, the future episodes. seasons uh, or even episode. Well, no, they left they left it in for most of it. There's always the Bart writing on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Lisa's always like in band practice, right? Yeah. But we don't usually get her on the bicycle with other books and things. That's right. And the you books. Yeah. and you don't usually get the uh, the people at the bus stop running away. Those are the yeah, two right. things I noticed that I was like, those were taken out. Mm-hmm. I remember I like them. The, I like the the way the books. Fall, I love fly the up. books movement, like on uh, accordion. And, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's one uh. of those things that you notice. But this is the first where, and Graining thought that it would be better for the animators because it would be less animation that they'd have to do each episode if they had a long opening credit sequence. Mm-hmm. But it was also a chance for them to make more jokes. So this is the this is what The Simpsons is known for. You get a chalkboard gag and you get a couch gag yes. at the beginning of every, every, every episode, and they're different every time. And again, this is one of those things where, like, before our time that realization that there'd be a different gag mm-hmm. was probably pretty fun. Yeah. Like it's just crazy like a, kind think, of like, like oh, this is, this is neat. They're, they're changing it. And there aren't many shows that do that now. Like I, Futurama does a different gag. They do something on every, the board every time or something yeah. like moves by. And, but that, and that's because it's graining. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any other show that does like a different gag at the beginning of every episode. I think, uh, well, not it's really not a sure. gag, but Game of Thrones builds their world. Game of Thrones each time. goes to the different world, yeah, to where Which you're I going to go cool. that episode. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so there, yeah, that's, there's that's, that one. That's a comparison. So Simpsons and Game. Of, well, I mean, what else do you want? It's the, for us. It's the Simpsons <laughs> and Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I'd have to find out if there's any other ones that actually change up the the opening sequence. That'd be interesting to find out. So the chalkboard gag, the first ever chalkboard gag is I will not waste chalk. And the couch gag is they all squeeze Bart yep. out of the couch and he, he pops, pops out and falls. <laughs> but the fun thing is with that too is he, he he pops out and then it goes to their TV screen, which it always does to show the credits. And then, then he falls. falls. And I, mm-hmm. I it, that got me. I actually laughed when that happened because <laughs> I forgot about it. The show starts with them, uh, as you said, Rachel, playing Scrabble. So they're playing Scrabble because, and they need a reason, of course, for them to, like, they couldn't just have them playing Scrabble. They need a reason for them playing Scrabble. They're playing Scrabble because Bart has an IQ test the next day, <laughs> um, which is, I don't think, I don't think I've ever been given an IQ test Not by school. the school. 
folks at home write into the mailbag let us know if you ever had an iq test at school i'd but be interested about that one i i i the one that comes in season three where they do the the test to see like what job they should have the iq test i haven't seen but i i, I don't think i took it had to take a, a test to see like what job i should have either i did that you did that yes do you remember what they told you you should be? Don't tell don't tell the folks at home what you are, but do you remember what they said you should be? <laughs> it said I should do something um within like the science or uh, of field. Science mm. or mathematics field. I don't I don't I don't remember ever taking it. I don't remember if, if Well it was ever... the the stupid part to me was it was or wait, what was the what was the actual thing? I feel like it said I don't remember exactly what it was now. I really wish I could though. No, but yeah, it, it was like a it was like a science or math thing. I think is what they were trying to tell me to do. It was all the way back in like junior high. That's yeah, when they had us I, take it. I just and don't. I don't remember ever taking one. I just remember looking at it with friends and be like, "Oh, what does yours say?" And it was kind of like just dorky and stupid. I have <laughs> taken the Wonderlick test with the guys, which is the what's the... that one. That's the one that they make people that are joining the NFL take. Oh, yes. I remember talking about this. Oh, this should be an episode. Maybe there'll be a more appropriate show to talk about taking the Wonderlick test. Oh, yeah. Um, You're going to have to, we'll have to add this to the list. Add that to the list. (laughs) So they're playing, they're playing Scrabble. And this is the first time that you get the indication that Maggie is the smartest Simpson. Maggie is smarter than Lisa. She's smarter than than everyone. She's she's made E equals MC square out of it's, her block. It's subtle though. It's right. subtle, and you would well, you might have missed it if you weren't really paying attention to what she was stacking. Yes, and the characters, in my opinion, are different. Like Lisa is very—they're both intelligent, but their goals are different. Lisa wants to save the world. She wants to be an activist. She wants to do right. Mm-hmm. Maggie is like the world had its chance. You can tell she's going to do whatever. She's going to be kind of selfish with her intelligence. A little bit, yeah. She a little knows... more like Homer. She yes. takes off. She takes after Homer a little bit more. She's smart, but she's still going to do what she wants to do. Yeah. For herself. Right. I mean, we're making, we're making assumptions about a one-year-old baby, but... You'll see it later on. It's not much yeah, of an assumption. Yeah, you see it later on. She, she also does... But, but she also does... But she gives a shit about she does. Everybody. She does try to save the world later on, too. She does. Though. You're right. So, a few times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we got into that. She's got a lot uh, of self-preservation. <laughs> but but we'll, we'll talk about that. So, um, uh, Homer has the word oxidize in front of him, and he's like, oh, who could make a, any word out of these lousy letters? And it's just oxidize, which is the joke. And, and the joke is that they're all bad at, they're all bad at it. Like, they all have, like, two-letter words, and... I think this is where I learned what an id is, because oh, yeah. <laughs> Lisa puts the word id, yep. and like she has to explain it. Bart doesn't want to play anymore, so he puts down Quidjibo. Quidjibo. K-W-Y-J-I-B-O. 22 points, plus triple word score, plus 50 points using all my letters. Game's over, I'm out of here. Wait a minute, you little cheater. You're not going anywhere until you tell me what a Quidjibo is. Quidjibo. Uh... A big, dumb, balding North American ape with no chin. And a short temper. I'll show you a big, dumb, balding ape. Uh Uh-oh, quick, you go on the move. And a short temper. (laughs) 
because apparently Marge was very wise to what <laughs> Bart was <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> and this is another one where it just fades to the next scene. Where it doesn't really establish anything. Yes. They mention on the commentary, because I listened to the commentaries, that Quijibo was actually the first computer virus to that somebody got arrested for giving out was mm-hmm. was called the Quijibo virus. Or yes. he like called like that's what he called it. So there is your there is your first contribution. <laughs> a lot of a lot f- of people will take viruses from like pop culture references. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah. funny. <laughs> well and The Simpsons was like probably one of the first shows that like people on the internet back then were trying to like look at all the stuff that was going on in the background and all that kind of crap. Sure. Um so we, we go to the school Bart is, as Martin puts it, defacing school property. Oh, Martin. Um, <laughs> the yeah, weasel. Yeah, so it's introduction to Martin. Martin is a little ass kisser. <laughs> he, he's, he's not quite, he's the, he's the Victor Von Doom to Lisa's Reed Richards. <laughs> like, they're, he's just as smart, but he's, he's not quite as smart. He's going to get there through kissing ass. A oh, yeah, he's a kissing, he's a kiss he's ass. A, Lisa just. Lisa. Well, Lisa did did win teacher's pet. Um, Which but... is odd, because I would have given it to Martin, hands down. <laughs> but well, they're, Martin... they're, in different, they're in different age groups, though. They are. Martin is So for is her Bart's class, age. she was yeah, the yeah. class uh, kiss-ass or whatever. <laughs> um, but they... Martin tells on Bart, and, and Skinner is a little... Skinner's a little more menacing here mm-hmm. than he will end up being. Like Bart fears him a little more. Right. Um, so Bart gets in trouble trouble for putting "I am a wiener" in graffiti and a picture of Skinner on, on the on a wall, which becomes a running cool. gag too. You'll see it like randomly in um, other episodes, or do you really? Yes, or in like the video game and stuff too. It shows up. Oh, I did not realize that. I did not know that. <laughs> and he spells Wiener wrong, but W-I-E-N-E-R could be an ethnic variant. We go into the class and, and uh, uh, Martin tries to tell Bart, like, I'm sorry, I was just trying to defend the school against that, de- you know, defacing school property. And Bart tells him to eat my shorts. So this is the so first time we get to eat my shorts. He, okay, I noticed, speaking of uh, Bart's vernacular here, okay, one a few of the things I noticed was, man, constantly throughout this well, that's, season. That's, that's 1990 for Man, you. oh, jeez. I just was like, okay. Don't I'm have glad a cow, that man. went a little. Yeah, but it was the way he said it. Don't have a cow, man, <laughs> right? It's fine. But he would go, don't have a cow, man. It was so whiny and nasally. <laughs> so you're trying, so Nancy hasn't tr- quite figured out I, how to do the bard voice? I yet? think so. <laughs> so Mrs. Krabappel comes into play. Mm-hmm. And of course, the joke being that her name is Crabapple, which <laughs> is a reference to the Little Rascals because the Little Rascals teacher was Crabapple. <laughs> But it's, I don't even know if, it's not, it, it's crab apple, but it's not spelt crab apple. Right. Well, it's, it's like a K, you're supposed isn't it? To, yeah, well, it's, yeah, but crabop, crab apple was K-R-A-B. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But crabapple, it's not quite spelt that way, so it's for spelt, but I'm gonna say it because I can't. I've been calling her Crandall. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, the whole joke here is that Krabappel is the is the way that her name is pronounced. Right. Um, she's done by Marsha Wallace, 
who um, event passed away several years ago, very recently there was a tribute episode for her on, and I think it's supposedly very touching. So, oh, okay. okay. Um, I have to check that out. She is Bart's teacher, and as you could imagine, you know, she doesn't think much of Bart. But Martin being Martin, Ugh. like, reminds... reminds The little wiener uh, he is. Grabapple that he's supposed, to, he's supposed to face the window while Which, taking tests so he doesn't cheat. Okay, but here's my question. Why the heck would that help? Bart at all. He's looking now outside, which is very distracting. So, and he could easily just turn left and copy off of Martin. Like, it's right there. Well, because I mean, because uh, Mac Raining being Mac Raining, I'm sure this was something that It's probably that something that teachers do. 60s. I just think yeah. it's stupid. <laughs> and it doesn't do any service to the kid that no. is a troublemaker, because it... to your point, it's just going to be more distracting, so that kid's never going to catch up. No. Learn how to do what t- teachers did when we were kids. You got you take two folders. Yep. <laughs> or a textbook, and you would. Gosh, you you'd would make cover your own little tests. area. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm sure kids in our grades would put like cheat sheets in the folders. Then no, they, you'd have to get. Well, for my class, you'd have to either get them checked. They have to be empty folders. Hmm. Or, uh, and when the, the student, the teachers walk around anyways, so they would notice if something was in your folder. <laughs> that was always like a, a first test to see if I could get like a folder to balance because they, they wouldn't balance very well. <laughs> well, you got the really flimsy ones and it's just a pink pain. Yeah. Cause they were, yeah, they were cheap. They're yeah. cheap ass f- folders for a seven year old or whatever. Right. Like. But Bart is trying to take this IQ test, and you get, like, a dream sequence of him taking this IQ test, which I guess is is based off of uh, something David Silverman worked on, and, and it's, like, got all these very interesting visuals and, like, this dream it, it, which sequence. Which is kind of, like, nice. It's kind of fun, you know? Yeah, it's different mm-hmm. compared to what it usually would be. Um, but then Bart goes crazy and, like, kind of falls well, because over Martin's and... the... <laughs> Yeah, train conductor. Martin's, Martin's the, the train conductor. <laughs> we should we should mention that Martin is pr- played by um by Russie Taylor. Russie Taylor just passed away too. This is why the show should have ended because they're losing their voices. <sighs> they're losing their voices, and Russie Taylor uh, was the voice of Minnie Mouse along with being <sighs> the voice of Martin. I forgot um, about that. Yep. So, uh, but then think about how old she was. <laughs> Well, right, but like, but she played Martin every, every time there was a Martin until she died. I don't know if they use Martin or not anymore, but I like Martin as a character. He's a he's a good character. To I mean, have, he's a good like, character, a little, but he's a little, little wiener. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Damn wiener kids are listening. Um, so. Martin gets done early. He goes outside to rest on to no, read under to be a, tree. a weeder. He is doing this on purpose. He's being a little kiss ass again to get outside so he can be mean to Bart. Do you think so? Absolutely. He went right to the tree that is well, right in Bart's like view and then sticks his tongue out. So so Bart in turn starts sticking his tongue out and Mrs. Krabappel Kr- is like or those dirty, nasty dogs back <laughs> Which, like, I don't know what... I assumed this was, like, Bart made something up about something that was going on outside the window sure. to, to do this before. Like, two two dogs are humping outside or something. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of the joke about 
Remember when you said Snagglepuss was outside? <laughs> there are so many better Simpsons jokes coming up um, in the future years. I said Snagglepuss? No, uh, uh Oh, no, Ralph, oh, Ralph says... <laughs> I remember that. Now. I was that. like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. But Bart takes this the opportunity to switch tests with Martin, put his name on Martin's mm-hmm. test, put his name, put Martin's name on his test. And this ends up causing the school psychologist to call in. Skinner calls in Homer and Marge to talk about the fact that, like, Bart vandalized the mm-hmm. school. But the school uh, psychiatrist who, who comes in, Dr. Pryor, who I don't think ever shows up again after season one. Unless it's a flashback. I think he's in some flashbacks. I thought um, there's a stool counselor at some point, but I don't know if it's the same one. I, I think, it, yeah, I can't remember. We'll I don't remember, out. though. And he is prior because he pries into you, according oh, to the so commentary. They're being, they're being very... What a... Yeah. Okay. A stupid joke. He reveals that Bart now has a... Well, Homer thinks it's an IQ of 912. Um, but it turns out that it, he's got the he's got it upside down. It's two hundred sixteen, which, mind you, is still very high. <laughs> uh, so Homer is super excited because they have a genius son, and he wants to know like how does this happen? And he's like, well, sometimes it's heredity or environment, and sometimes it's a mystery. Skinner immediately knows that he's not a genius, and he's like, I think we should retest him. Mm-hmm. And Pryor's like, well, I think we should send him to a better school. And Skinner, wanting to get rid of Bart, is like, great, perfect, exactly what I wanted. Um, So it ends up being that Bart is going to get to go to this new school where there's a bunch of other geniuses. Uh, So the next, I don't know when this, like how long it takes him to go to this next, to this new school. And it's one of those things where it's like, this school is still around, so it must cost money to go to. So, like, this is, like, one of those little bit of inconsistency things where it's like, is the school paying for Bart to go? Did he get a scholarship to go? How come Martin doesn't go there? Yeah, why Um, doesn't Martin just go there anyways? Well, right now, I mean, his IQ is probably incredibly low. Well, I guess there's, like, a cut... The script is on that DVD, the original script, and then there's apparently a scene where Martin gets called in because he's he's going to be held back because he's like an idiot. Gotcha. There must you have to kind of headcanon it to like maybe they think like anytime they get a Springfield Elementary stu- student that wants to go to this school now it's like a ripoff. Like like no 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 we, uh, we know yeah, what true. you're missing. Or that school blew up, blows up at the end of this episode. Spoiler alert. So maybe that school isn't around anymore. I don't know. Um, I don't know how much of a spoiler that is, but that's okay. So we get a whole, they're all wearing ties. Bart did not want to wear a tie, um, but Homer's dropping him off. Homer's being very sweet. This is cute. This is cute to me. (laughs) Well, it's cute, but it's like a, a nice guy. Yeah, but it also is like Homer should be, if nice Homer all was the time. better to his son, yes. like just because he's a genius now. True. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a yeah. little bit of that. Like, Homer is only doing realize, it now like, because he's a genius. Well, and that's why Bart continues to precipitate the act, too, is like because him and Homer are getting along, he right. doesn't want to reveal that he's not a genius. Right. Um, and Lisa calls him out on it. She's, she's like, You're not a genius. Yeah, like, like I know you're not a genius. 
he gives Homer, Homer gives Bart his tie because all the rest of the kids are wearing ties. And it's, it's one of these schools. It's, it's a, I, I looked, it's in the wiki. It says it's a Sudbury method of education, which is the students take complete responsibility and do whatever they want to do every day. I can't I've imagine. heard of that, but I just like, they have to be the geekiest kids. They have to be extraordinarily motivated to learn something like yeah. that. Or, or there's, because otherwise I could just see a kid who, yes, they're a genius and they're, they're strongly motivated, but they're not motivated to actually pursue that genius. And then why would this school be helping them? Right. Or, or focused enough to keep at it. Yes. Like as a kid to, to keep doing it. Right. But I'm sure they're out there. I just don't know. Plus, um, I feel like they're not really going to find the stuff that they like if they're at a school where it's like, well, you pick it out. It's like, well, I don't even know what to pick out to figure out if I like it. You know, it's it's one of those double-edged swords type of thing. You think it's kind of helpful for them because they're they're being allowed to pursue and uh, and be creative and everything, but at the same time, they don't know where to start. Yeah, Bart is introduced to the teacher, and the teacher here is Miss Ms. Milan, which is Melon. So it's supposed to be like how Krabappel, yeah. And it's also Marshall Wallace doing the voice, but this is supposed to be like the nice teacher where Krabappel's like, you know, the the meaner teacher. Mm -hmm. And she walks him around and shows him the different areas. There's a, there's out of nowhere, there's a shot at uh, comic books (laughs) where like a comic book. I know. Well, I think this now talking about like the history and everything, you know, it's like, you're not going to get anywhere if you're a comic book writer. And, right. <laughs> and yeah, then, it's a back rating being like, no, no, like, here we are. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm going, well, why can't he read this comic book? If you told, told him that he's open and gets to read whatever he wants and he gets to pursue whatever he wants, why can't he read a comic book? Mm, so, it annoys me. <laughs> well, so so your your headcanon commentary on this is that it's a, it's a little bit of a take on, like, intellectualism being a little... Uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe people, yeah, narrow-mindedness, mm-hmm. maybe saying some, this is art, but this isn't. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. And yeah. this is genius, but this isn't, this is where like, you should be pursuing it. This is not. And I right. disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel <Boom. laughs> with a strong disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I don't know if that's sounds Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Bart, they're, they, they're doing like a debate an open debate, and they're doing an open debate about what free will means. Yep. <laughs> so, I hate this school. It's just, like, annoyed me to watch this. I don't know why. It's, they're very pretentious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not, I am not anti-intellectual. We need more no. intellectualism. We need more smart Absolutely. stuff, especially nowadays, because there's an anti-intellectual movement that's asinine in, in the world. Agreed. But... There is definitely a way to do it that is not pretentious, and you're right. Like, there's a little, there's a hint of we're better. Well, the kids bully Bart. 100% the kids are bullies and think that they're better than everybody because they're geniuses. And that's another problem with this damn school. It's because it's forcing them to be like, oh, but I go to this school and I'm better than you. Shut up. Right. Right. (laughs) There's no humility. Humility is needed here. Yes. Is the thing, yes. Which the which the Simpsons do tackle. Like, how many times is, does Lisa get beaten out because somebody doesn't have humility? And right. She does exactly. But they're talking about paradoxes, and this is where you you wrote this one down, right? I did. So, and now we can continue our debate from yesterday. When we left off, Calvin and Tanya were arguing that free will is an illusion. 
If you ask me, humankind has freedom, but a freedom fraught with paradoxes. Freud shows how childhood shapes our subconscious mind, but this helps us to think for ourselves. Very good, Ian. Does anyone else have an example of a paradox? Without law and order, man has no freedom. If you want peace, you must prepare for war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems the smartest child in the class is also the quietest. Bart, what other paradoxes affect our lives? Well, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Well, I guess that would be a paradox, too. <laughs> Thank you, Bart. Bart's not wrong. It's a paradox. Yeah. So he is he is smart enough to figure out what a paradox is based on the conversation right. to be able to give a response. This is true. And like the kids were all trying to be very existential with their stuff, and then and then Bart comes. Well, they're in. real paradoxes. Yeah, of course they're real paradoxes. But I'm just saying it's just the way that the, I don't know. I everything was annoying me in this 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 episode. But then <laughs> Bart comes in, and I kind of like that he says this. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Right, which would become one of his, like, semi-catchphrases at the True. time, I guess. Yeah. And at M Milan has to be like, well, that's, that's sort of a paradox. Like, like in this kind of, like, if you do it, doesn't then, think about yeah. it. So much of this episode, too, is because signs of genius are being, like, you're bored with everyday structure and this and that and the other. But it also could just be that you're not well you're not being challenged you're, you're not getting you're not, the yeah. the right like but i love that every time there's a chance for someone to call bart out on not being a genius they just chalk it up to it's just another sign of him being a genius right like like they they want to believe it so much that they just they don't look at the evidence that it's just not there right another message for our times probably but anyway, so then you get the you get the the bullying him and stuff, and and Bart's not having a great time at school. He he tells Homer that the the, the pal palindrome for so so is os os, and Homer thinks it's like amazing that he can do that. Right. Which I still um, did not understand. So she writes that whatever the heck that kid was like saying on the board, but the exact thing that he was saying, it wasn't even like what he meant to say, so I still don't know what that kid was, was well, saying. Well, a, a good one is like... I haven't paused you know, it to check, but I was just like, I still don't know what, what he's well, saying. Well, it should... If it, My problem with the one he says is that it is the same forwards and backwards, but it's not like a real phrase. No. Like, a, a voter rises, or, you know, like so, like something that actually, like, I can't remember the exact... I'm not good with palindromes, but like an actual palindrome that is a phrase would be interesting. Like, his was just... His just was gook, and I was like confused. <laughs> like maybe I was, maybe I'm just not smart enough. Maybe that's what they're trying to tell me. Maybe not, Rachel. Maybe I mean you were trying to raise these kids. <laughs> you ever really think about it? I was trying to get that in every episode. I know you are. Um, um, <laughs> this is where you get RDRR too. Hardy har har. And this weird uh. animation on the hardy har har. <laughs> That was a that's a Futurama gag too, <laughs> to be like here's like a math problem on the board and like wait for oh, somebody yeah. to solve it. Well, they do. That they, happens all the time. They do Futurama. it all the time. Yes, and I love that. That's clever though. Yeah, they do it. They try to do it in, in a clever way. This and... one just seemed kind of like a <laughs> if you don't get it, you don't get it, and it's just like oh yeah. boy, okay. <laughs> and Homer, Homer and Bar are are you know bonding. They're they're playing catch. 
And the one night Marge gets tickets to go to the opera mm-hmm. because they were they're trying to they're trying to um, nurture Bart's genius. So right. Marge is like, well, we should go to the opera, which you know, only Lisa could thing. come up with the word nurture. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I'm glad I used the word nurture because <laughs> uh, I did not mean to do that. Yep. Um, and they go to they go see Carmen, and this scene goes on way too long. It does. It, it this is where the, the this whole episode drags like we we're probably 20 minutes into the episode already and we've only been talking for 30 which probably tells you that it's not a good episode <laughs> but like it it drags on and it, they basically just do carmen uh but at some point bart and homer get bored and start to goof off um i even wrote this is a slow episode and mm-hmm. lisa lisa joins in with them she does because she laughs she, because she has fun with with the two of them which why not she's um, the little sister I, she's gonna right. want to do whatever her big brother's doing and marge gets annoyed Where'd you, where'd you get five bucks i want five bucks <laughs> and marge marge gets upset with them and homer's like uh you know we can't leave till, or bart says we can't leave until the fat lady sings and homer does do the <laughs> Is that one fat enough for you, boy? And there's this fat lady singing. Uh, so they leave. Classic opera. And the next day, Bart is mixing chemicals, and Ms. Milan tells him, like, Well, you do know. You do know what happens when you when you do this, right? And he's like, Of course. And she does it, and the school blows up. Right. And, and, and Bart gets stained green, yep. which I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, I'd be curious um, then. <laughs> but it's interesting. Uh, so he gets sent back to the psychologist and Bart tries to trick him at first to be like, I just want to go back to my old school. I'll, I'll pretend, observe them. Right. I just want to blend in like like a Jane Goodall type thing. I'm just going to yeah. blend in as like a normal kid. Um, so he he leaves the room and, and Bart can't even come up with a proposal because he like tells him like, oh, write your, write your proposal as an experiment. And he can't do it because he's an idiot. My Confession by Bart Simpson. I am a regular dumb kid, period. I cheated on my intelligence test, period. Ah, finished already. (laughs) Principal Skinner will be very interested to see. Yeah. You know, you misspelled confession. So he writes a confession that that he's not really a genius and he cheated on the test. And I love that Pryor walks back in and he reads, starts reading it, and he goes, you misspelled confession. <laughs> like, it's, like, eventually, he's eventually putting, he's, they he's were connecting the dots. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, this is, this was all bad. Yeah. So um, it's the end of the show and, and needs to tell Homer and Homer's little turpentine will get that green off and he, he's giving Bart a bath in the backyard which yep. is weird which well i, I think guess it's you so you don't stain the tub yeah. yeah um but bart confesses to homer and you, you get homer chasing him to the house and banging on his door <laughs> presumably to choke him again right uh to end the episode and that's it that that's all that the bart the genius is mm-hmm. i it felt I like a short it, but it was it, it was too long Yes, it felt like a short that went on too long. That's a good way to put it, Rach. I said it was it was fine. Um, it shows that Bart will get a, try to get away with anything at school. It showed some of Homer's character, but it was it showed it was how nothing. the girls are geniuses. Right, but it was nothing great. No. Did, anything else on Bart the genius? I I'm Quijibo. 
That's the only thing that I had. Quit so. you, 